0: Hello, welcome to the UK American Sports Show, uh, my name is James McGregor-Palmer, it's just me today. Um, obviously, right now we don't have too much to talk about really, most sport has been cancelled, but as um, it's all over the news at the moment, I am not going to be mentioning the C word, because uh, I know a lot of us just use sport as an escape from the world and the news and everything that's going on around us, so... Uh, We're just going to carry on here with some NFL free agency talk, because last night uh, the NFL's legal tampering window opened. Now, uh, legal tampering is a bit of a joke. Technically speaking, none of these deals that have been agreed uh, can actually be official until the league opens, the the new league year opens, I believe, on Wednesday. But of course, uh, that kind of all goes out the window. All these teams are... Talking to each other, talking to players, um, and thankfully that is something that a stupid virus cannot stop. So, anyway, biggest news of the day is obviously that uh, the Arizona Cardinals have traded for DeAndre Hopkins in a move that can only be described as absolutely baffling. I have no idea what the Houston Texans think they're doing. Um, Bill O'Brien is a madman. Uh, (laughs) Um... His moves, as since he became Houston GM, GM, have been kind of all over the place and this is probably the starkest illustration we have of why you probably shouldn't make your head coach your GM as well. So the full details of the trade, if you somehow missed it, are uh, the Arizona Cardinals get DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best wide receivers in the world, and a fourth round pick in this year's draft in exchange for running back David Johnson a second round pick and a 2021 fourth round pick. So essentially what the Houston Texans have done is they've given up DeAndre Hopkins um, and all they've got back is David Johnson and a second round pick. Now, David Johnson was a good running back a few years ago and unfortunately he is just not anymore. Um, So last year he ran for 345 yards, he had two touchdowns He was benched, he was hurt, over the past two seasons he's averaging just 3.6 yards a carry and he has a cap hit of over 10 million. So, I mean, in today's NFL you can't pay that money to a running back anyway, I don't think, Um, but especially not one who isn't producing at all, Um, but apparently that's the guy that Houston wants. So, yeah, and in exchange for that you've given up DeAndre Hopkins, who, it goes without saying, is one of the... Uh, most elite receivers in the league. Um, he gives Kyler Murray uh, an instant go-to target in Arizona, and um, yeah, how anyone could come to any conclusion other than that the Cardinals have absolutely fleeced the Texans in this deal, I don't know. I don't. Know. To be honest with you, I don't even know how if you're the Cardinals to have the audacity to make this offer is something in of itself because when we look at the um, the Stefan Diggs trade that has just gone down with Buffalo, I mean, Buffalo, we'll have to talk about that later, but Buffalo must be absolutely kicking themselves because they've given up so much more for undoubtedly a worse player. Stefan Diggs is still a great player, but he's not DeAndre Hopkins. And the Bills have given up way, way more for Diggs than the Cardinals have had to give up to get one of the best receivers in the league. So, yeah. And then on top of that, Uh, Houston winds up signing Randall Cobb, uh, to a three-year $27 million deal, um, which is not small change. I mean, they're paying him like a pretty, pretty, pretty decent receiver and Randall Cobb is a decent receiver, but the idea that Bill O'Brien maybe thinks that he can replace DeAndre Hopkins' production with a player like Randall Cobb, is just, it's laughable. Um, so we'll see what happens with Houston, um... I feel sorry for Deshaun Watson, who is a great young quarterback um, who seems to be being laid out to dry by bad management, to be honest with you. But yeah, uh, next big trade. uh, The 49ers have traded DeForest Buckner to the Indianapolis Colts for the 13th overall pick in this year's draft. Pretty simple trade, one for one. Player for a draft pick. Um, This one I kind of see... Working for both teams. I mean, the 49ers were in a situation where they have so much talent along that defensive line and they can't possibly afford to keep it all. So, getting a kind of mid first round draft pick um, in exchange for DeForest Buckner is, I can see it working for them. Um, The Colts, on the other hand, have the opposite problem. They've got tons of cap space and no one to spend it on. So, they've instantly signed Buckner to a huge extension that makes him the second highest paid uh, defensive tackle. In the NFL, I think he's on like something like twenty-one million a year with them. Um, yeah, the Colts had cap space to burn. Um, the interesting thing about this one to me is that that thirteenth overall pick. A lot of people have the Colts taking a quarterback with it. Now you're assuming now that not only they've not just traded back, they've actually got rid of the pick altogether. That um, that pretty much puts Indianapolis out of the running for any of the kind of top four. Uh, quarterbacks in this year's draft that being you know Joe Burrow obviously at number one um, Tua Tagovailoa uh, Jordan Love and Justin Herbert and Jordan Love and Justin Herbert were people that we've seen mocked to the Colts in that pick quite a bit Um, now what that makes me wonder is um, do Indy maybe think they have a decent chance of signing one of the veterans that's out there Um, the name we talked about on the last podcast. Um, linking with them, is Philip Rivers. I can definitely see that, and I think that's maybe even a little bit more likely now. Um, They might roll with Jacoby Brissett, but it now seems as though a first-round rookie is obviously off the table for the Colts. Um, So, sticking with the quarterbacks, uh, the Dallas Cowboys have tagged Dak Prescott. Um, This was not a surprise. They were always going to do this. Um, It makes a lot of sense. They get to keep him under contract, but we'll see whether he can continue to replicate the production that he had last year. Obviously, Dak progressed quite a bit last year, and um, if he can keep it up, then he'll be worth big, big, big money. Um, but the tag's probably a good good option at this point. Um, and they have re-signed Amari Cooper, wide receiver, to a five-year, $100 million deal, which is huge for a wideout. Um, yeah, it's huge for a wideout. Um, he is probably worth it. They also probably felt like they couldn't let him walk, given that they gave up a first round pick in order to get him. Um, One player they have let walk is Byron Jones, who's gone to the Miami Dolphins on a 17 million dollar per season deal that makes him the highest paid corner in the NFL. Um, And just due to the nature of free agency, I think this is always going to happen. Byron Jones is not the best corner in the NFL, but he is in an elite tier that's, and those sort of players when they hit free agency always always set the market at a new value um, with the cap rising it's gone up by 10 million this year um, so yeah not a surprise Dallas could no way afford to keep um, Prescott, Cooper and Jones uh, Jones is the one they've let go um, if I'm honest with you I think I would probably have rather kept Byron Jones than Amari Cooper um, that's probably a philosophical thing though I think corners are probably more important to a modern NFL team Or elite corners are more important to a modern NFL team than receivers are. Um, But we'll see. They've managed to keep Dak and Cooper. And we'll see if the Cowboys can make some progress next season. Actually make the playoffs this year. Um, Other interesting deals. Uh, The Oakland Raiders have signed Marcus Mariota. Now, this one's interesting because everyone seems to think that John Gruden is quite cool on Derek Carr as the Raiders starter. Um, and that, you know, maybe the Raiders were looking at Tom Brady. Maybe they still are. But um yeah, so Marcus Mariota, I can just I can see him being a high quality backup. And that's about it at this point. I'm not actually mad on this landing spot for him, um, because I think Marcus Mariota might have expected to get a shot at a job where he'd be in a more kind of even competition for the starting role. Now that might be the case in Oakland, but given previous track records, I would have thought that Derek Carr is the starter and Marcus Mariota is there as a backup. Um he is gonna be one of the better backups in the league. Um but I think he will probably have wanted a chance at a job that he might eventually win the starting job. Um yeah, other than that, the Baltimore Ravens have dealt Hayden Hurst and a fourth round pick to the Atlanta Falcons for a second and a fifth round pick. Um Hayden Hurst obviously was a first round pick, so if you look at this, um, you know, it, it appears to be a loss for the Ravens. Um, but they're getting picks back. Obviously they gave up picks for Calais Campbell in a very good deal for them. They've really stacked their defence. Um and it makes sense for the Falcons, who let Austin Hooper go and sign with the Cleveland Browns. The Browns have made Hooper the highest paid tight end in the league. Um, again, it's one of those things. Uh, Austin Hooper is a very, very good player. Um, he is obviously not the best tight end in the league, but this is what happens when these guys hit free agency. They set a new market value. Um, the Browns are really giving Baker Mayfield absolutely no excuse um, for next season. They want to find out what they've got in him. Um You know, they've given him a new number one tight end option. Um, Bigger than that, they've signed Jack Conklin, um, who will seriously upgrade their offensive line, give him some serious protection. Um, There's an odd odd deal the Browns have done as well in signing Case Keenum to a three-year deal. Um, Again, Case Keenum falls, to me, in the kind of Marcus Mariota category of decent backup. Um, Yeah, maybe they're preparing for if Baker really bombs out like he did last year um and they could they could go to keenum and maybe stay afloat but we'll see um right before we get on to i want to talk some vikings um but before we get on to that um just a couple of moves that are kind of nothingy really the bengals have franchise tagged aj green um which is fine i guess they could still trade him i think um the bengals are not going to be competitive next year i don't foresee joe burrow coming in and absolutely tearing things up and taking them to the next level um but he'll now have a nice number one weapon to throw to um and i wonder if this move is is about that is about giving the new quarterback something decent to work with um the Lions have made a couple of very, very Lionsy moves in signing Jamie Collins and Halipulavati Vitai. Um, Jamie Collins, obviously former Patriots, um, well known by Matt Patricia there. Um, probably in the twilight years of his career now. I'd, I don't see either of these players making a big, um, big splash with the Detroit. I mean, Vitai is one of those classic. Everyone overpays for offensive linemen in free agency because they're in such short supply. Vitae is one of those one of those players that's going to get a few years into the career, into, into his contract um, that he's just signed and then get cut. Um, it's just the way those deals go. But anyway, I want to have a, a quick chat about my team, the Minnesota Vikings, who have had a busy off-season so far. So obviously the big deal last night is they have finally dealt Stefan Diggs after Rex Spielman said that Uh, Diggs wasn't going anywhere. He has gone somewhere. He's gone to the Buffalo Bills. Um, The Vikings have dealt Diggs and a seventh-round pick to the Bills in exchange for four draft picks, a first-rounder, a fourth-rounder, a fifth-rounder, and a sixth-rounder. Now, this is one of those deals. I'm not even mad at it, to be honest with you. I know that Diggs is obviously a great player. Um, I will maintain that Phelan is the number one option and should remain the number one option in Minnesota. Um, but Diggs, Diggs and Thielen were, to my mind, the, the best one to want to receive a punch in the NFL. Um, and Diggs was never going to be happy with that. He always wanted a place where he could be the go-to guy for the quarterback. Um, and yeah, I've, fair enough. I mean, he's obviously he gave us the Minneapolis miracle. He's been a great servant to the Vikings over the years. Um, but if he didn't want to be there, I, I can't, I can't really blame him for that, um, but also probably best to ship him if you can get a decent return, which Spielman has done here. Um, it's uh, obviously a decent haul of draft picks. It includes the Buffalo Bills' first rounder, which is the twenty-second overall pick in the draft. Now, what that leaves the Vikings with is the twenty-second and the twenty-fifth picks um, in this year's draft. Um, now that is. Uh, on face value, you'd look at that and say that's a really decent position to maybe trade up. Um, I don't know how far you'd get up with 22nd and 25th, but it was possibly possible to get into the top 10 with those two. Um, generally speaking, I don't like that idea um, because you look at the kind of hit rate on first round picks and it's normally around 50%. Um, now, therefore, two first round picks. You've got a pretty decent chance that one of those players is going to be a key contributor to your franchise for several years to come. Um, I don't think you trade up unless there is a player that you think is absolutely surefire worth it. And with the draft, you're never that certain. So I'm a fan of having multiple first round picks. It's worked for the Vikings before. Um, Yeah, you think about the year we took uh, Xavier Rhodes and Cordaro Patterson and... uh, who was the other one? It was a defensive tackle, I think. Um, but yeah, either way, obviously Patterson didn't work out. Xavier Rhodes did, um, although he incidentally has just been cut. So that's the those are the other moves of the Vikings off season. Uh, Xavier Rhodes and Limville Joseph both cuts. Those are cap casualties. Rhodes had a terrible season. Um, just fell off a complete cliff. Um, I'm rooting for him. I hope he finds it finds. His stuff, again, gets it back with another team. Um, But it was the right decision to get rid of him. Um, Now, that does leave the Vikings, I think, with a big hole at corner. Um, We still don't really know what Mike Hughes is. Uh, Trey Waynes is a solid starter for me. Um, But that's about it. Um, Yeah, so corner is now a big need. And one that I imagine may be targeted with one of those two first-round picks. There's also obviously now a huge hole at wide receiver um, with Diggs gone. Uh, the Diggs trade, I think, could also be seen as a vote of confidence in Ola Johnson, who came up pretty big for the Vikings last year, pretty s- consolidated that um, third receiver spot. So, I mean, he's been good. Whether he can take the step up into that number two role, I'm not sure. Um, we'll see what the Vikings do in free agency now that they have a little bit of cap room. Um, they could address that. But I think it's more likely to be in the draft. This is a very deep draft for receivers. Um, Holes also along the offensive line. You can always upgrade your offensive line and at defensive tackle with Lumbal Joseph gone. Um, So yeah, we'll see what they do in the draft, but they have flexibility now, which is good. Um, They franchise tagged Anthony Harris, who had a breakout season, I think has been one of the most underrated players in the entire league for the past few seasons. he, there's rumours that he could be traded. Ian Rappaport reported that he could be available for a mid-to-late-round pick. Um, which uh, I can see from a cap perspective. But other than that, we know Anthony Harris works in this system. Now, he might not work in other systems. It might be a Vikings-specific thing. But there's no guarantee that you can replace him with you know another undrafted player that comes in and plays... Elite defense alongside Harrison Smith in that in that secondary. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I I would err on the side of keeping Anthony Harris now that we franchise tagged him. But uh, if the trade went down, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too mad. Um, Everson Griffin's gone on the defensive line, but I really like Ifadi Um He is a really really good player, and um, yeah, I can see him totally taking over that starting starting role from Everson Griffin. In addition to that, obviously the Vikings uh, re-signed Kirk Cousins, so he will be here now until 2022. Um, I'm a fan of this move. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. That's that's all there is to it. He's not an elite quarterback, but he's a good quarterback, and if you put, if you manage to build a decent team around him, you're going to be competitive. Um, I don't see any more appealing options out there, so I think re-signing Cousins, saving a bit of cap room, was absolutely the right decision. So, yeah, crazy night last night in the NFL. Um lots of moves going down um, I love this time of the year just the madness of the off season is, is great and we especially need it right now with nothing else going on so thank you to the NFL for the legal tampering period and the water that it brings to this barren sports desert um, Yeah, until next time